Hello and welcome to Success Secrets with Brian Stevens. I am Brian Stevens and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Uh, for this debut episode, we're going to be looking at Earl Nightingale and his recording, The Strangest Secret. Now this came out in 1956 and it was the first spoken word record to ever hit a million sales, which is an amazing feat. And this is one of the recordings that has really been an inspiration to me. And I really enjoy coming back to it from time to time and listening. It's just so packed full of great principles of universal laws that can be applied to your life, no matter what it is that you're pursuing. So we're going to dive right into it here. Earl Nightingale gives a good definition of success because when we think of success, that means different things to, to different people. Sometimes we think about it just in terms of money, just in terms of, of financial gain, of, of just prosperity in the sense of materialistic things. You know, I think that's really part of our society. We've gotten so materialistic. Uh, but that can be a big part of success. But what if that's not your vision of success? What if your success has more to do with the impact you have on other people, the influence you can have, uh, the way you can help others. That, so there's such a broad range. And I really like Earl Nightingale's definition here. He says, success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. And there's so much in that definition. The progressive realization of a worthy goal. Now, so you gotta start with a goal something. You have to have something you're going towards. And he gives some great examples to illustrate that point. It's really worth listening to if you just hop on YouTube or Google and, and search for Earl Nightingale and The Strangest Secret. You'll find all kinds of different recordings from different people. Uh, I like going to Nightingale Conant, which is the company that he was co-founder of, and, and listen to the recordings that they put out just because I like going to the original sources. Uh, but so you've got to start with that goal. You have to have a direction. You have to have something you're working towards. And it has to be worthy. It has to be a worthy goal. Uh, and that's a very philosophical discussion to get into of what makes a goal worthy or not. And we're not going to get too deep into that today. Uh, but that is something to consider. And success is not the achievement of it. It's not the end. It's not the finish line. It's the progressive realization. So you can be a success even if you haven't yet reached that goal. You know, that would really be a terrible definition of success if you had to actually reach your goal to be a success. And that's partly because our goal should be growing and changing. So when, when we reach our goal, we should set a new goal, a, a loftier goal. And so, so success is not an event. It's really a, a journey that should be lifelong. Now, Earl Nightingale has some great thoughts in this recording, and one of those is that all we have to do is create. And that just, that blows my mind to think about that. All we have to do is create. Now he states it like it's such a simple thing to create, but, and we know it's not. Sometimes we can have writer's block or, or we're trying to think through a problem and come up with a solution. We're trying to create that solution and we can have such a hard time doing it, but that really is, all we have to do is create. That's the way we were made, to be creators. Uh, so there's so much in that truth right there. So, so 
when you're looking at how you can be a success, that's what you need to do is stop and think and, and realize, okay, what is it that I need to create? Do I need to create a solution to a problem? You know, do I need to create a new reality for myself or for someone else? What is it that I need to create here? And start thinking along those terms of being a creator. Now, he also says, we become what we think about. And he spends a good deal of his recording focusing on this thought and really, really pulling it apart and, and hashing it out and expanding upon it, that we become what we think about. And that may sound cliche, and, and maybe you don't fully agree with that the first time you hear it, but there is so much truth there. This is a universal law. We become what we think about. If you are always thinking angry thoughts, if you're always feeling like a victim, if you're always thinking about the way people have wronged you, then you're going to fill yourself up with this negativity and that'll be the only thing that can flow out of you. We really do become what we think about. Now, that ties right in with you reap what you sow. You know, and, and that's not an original thought from Earl Nightingale. He's borrowing that from some great thinkers. Uh, you reap what you sow. And it's, it's also one of those self-evident truths. I mean, in the example he uses of a farmer, when you put seed in the ground, you know what's going to grow there because you know what seed you put in the ground. You will reap what you sow. There's no way around that. If you go around sowing terrible things into other people's lives, you're going to reap terrible things. But if you go around sowing goodness into other people, sowing value and worth into other people, if you go around sowing positivity, then that's what you're going to reap. And if you sow success, you will reap success. Now, as I got thinking about this, it really, to me, it, there's a thought that comes up. And it's like, okay, well, what do I do about all the things I've sown in the past that I really wish I hadn't sown? <laughs> what about all the terrible things I've done or said in the past, you know, moments where I, I just should have bit my tongue or, or where I should have reached out and helped and I didn't or... You know, we all have those moments that we look back, it's like, oh, I wish I would have done something different there, said something different there. And here's the deal. If you see something sprouting up, and, and this is from me, so if you see something sprouting up and it's something you don't want to reap, then don't let it grow. <laughs> Cut it down, dig it up by the root. Get rid of that one when you see it. As soon as you see it sprouting up, uh, don't ignore it. Don't try to gloss over it. Because if you let it grow and come into fruition, it'll start spreading its own seeds in your life, just like dandelions in a yard, you know. Uh, so when you see the things popping up in your life, and you know it's because of something you sowed in the past that you wish you could have done differently or not done at all, hey, address it right then. Cut it down, dig it up, plant something different there, plant something better there. You know, Earl Nightingale says, we must control our thinking. And uh, this reminds me of a quote that's attributed to Martin Luther, that we can't control the birds that fly over our heads, but we can stop them from nesting in our hair. Uh, and, and those birds are our thoughts in this analogy. So we must control our thinking. You know, we might have fleeting thoughts 
that, that just pop up. They seem to pop up out of nowhere, you know, part of our subconscious mind. And when those thoughts are thoughts that we don't want to take root, we need to shoo them off. We need to just blow them away. <laughs> Get rid of them. Don't let them hang around. Don't dwell on them. Don't obsess over, wow, why would I think that? Just poof, just blow it off. Get it, get it out of there. Shoo it away like that bird. Don't let it land in your hair and make a nest, you know. So why must, why must we control our thinking? Why? Because we can use our mind for good or for evil. I mean, look at that. The human mind is such a tool for good or for evil. We can create great advancements in medical technology, artificial hearts that will pump and keep people living so they can be there for their loved ones. And at the same time, the human mind can create terrible things like nerve gas and the atomic bomb. And so our minds are so powerful and we're able to use them for good or for bad. So don't be an inventor of evil things. Don't be a sower of bad seed. Control your thinking. We have to control our thinking. You know, Earl Nightingale gives a great 30-day test based on this principle that we must control our thinking. And I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. You'll, you'll have to go and listen to his recording of The Strangest Secret. Uh, but basically, it's a way for 30 days to really exercise control over our thoughts. And if we fail, then we start the 30-day test over again. And that way, it becomes a habit. It's a way to ingrain this habit of having control over our thoughts and keeping our thoughts on track. You know, he also says, ideas are worthless unless we act on them. And there's so much truth in that. I've had so many great ideas in my life, and it's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I should do something with that. And then I just sort of forget about it. And so nothing happens with that idea. It's worthless unless I act on it. Now, of course, if, if you're like me and you've always got ideas popping in your head, you do sometimes have to pick and choose. Like, okay, I, I'm finite. I only have so many resources available. My team is only so big. We can only handle so many projects at one time. And so you have to pick and choose your ideas. But uh, the, the point is that ideas are worthless unless we act on them. So if you have a great idea and you're like, wow, this, this is an amazing idea, you have to start acting on it. Even if that acting is just sitting down by yourself and drawing out an outline or a sketch, putting some words on paper, uh, that always helps me. And, and then come back to it. Don't, don't let that idea die. Don't let it fade into obscurity. Now, Earl Nightingale, he gives also some amazing, powerful truths about principles of asking and receiving. And it's really, there is so much in there. Uh, you're, you're just going to have to listen to it and dig into the information that he gives. Uh, but, but the only thing I think where he fails a little bit is there's a very powerful caveat to these principles that he shares. And so I want to share that with you real quick. And then encourage you to go and listen to his recording. But keep this in mind while you're listening to it. And this is, uh, these are some words from James, the brother of Jesus of Nazareth. And it's in the Bible in James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. And whether you're a Christian or not, 
This is an extremely important truth, and I encourage you to go and read this and really take it to heart uh, in your business, your career, your personal life, in, in every area of your being. And I'm just going to paraphrase it for you, but here's the caveat to that principle of asking and receiving, of believing something into fruition. And, and the caveat is this. You receive not because you ask not. So we understand that. You have to ask first. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to waste it on your own lust, your own passion, on your own personal desire. So that, to me, that's such a powerful warning and direction on how we need to control our thoughts when it comes to what we are asking for, what we are believing for, what we are pursuing with our life. So to apply that, what it means is we can't be so self-centered. We can't make our own personal pleasure our goal in life. If we do that, we really are wasting our life. We're wasting our mind. We're wasting the amazing ability to create that we've been given. What we need to do is we need to ask for things that are going to bring value into other people's lives. We need to ask for things and pursue things and believe things for the benefit of other people. And, and that right there, if you can sit down and re-examine what you're doing and think about it from that perspective, uh, and if you are doing that, then, then great and, and keep on doing it. And, and think about it in that sense and from that perspective. What can I do to be a benefit to other people? And of course, you can, you can certainly enjoy the fruits of your labor, the success that comes to you. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel guilty about having financial prosperity when it comes to you. But don't make that your end goal. Okay. Now, there are certain things that you need to be financially prosperous in order to do them. If you want to give a million dollars to charity, then you got to have a million dollars to give away. Okay. But that's, that's the difference right there is thinking about it. And, and you might have a nice car when you've got that million dollars to give away, but that's not the goal. Okay. And that will also bring a spirit of moderation into your life. When you have that greater goal that's for the good of other people, then you might say, you know what? I could buy a Ferrari or I could buy a Corvette and I'm going to go buy the Corvette because that's a lot less money than the Ferrari and that way I've got more money to give away. Now, maybe you get to the point where you've got so much ridiculous amount of money that buying the Ferrari is no big deal. Even then, for me personally, you know, hey, if you got a Ferrari, awesome. For me personally, I think about things like that and I think, you know what, what could I have done with some of this money instead, you know, or, or thinking about like the house that I'm going to build and live in, thinking like, okay, do I want to go super, super big and do this? Or do I want to take some of that money and give it to this, this cause that I want to support? You know, there's, that's part of having impact in the world is having that self-discipline, that control to decide what you're going to do with the prosperity that's given to you. And that is, uh, that ties right in with this principle of not receiving because we're asking amiss, because we're asking wrongly 
we're asking out of a self-centered and selfish lust of bringing pleasure to ourselves instead of benefiting other people. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. So absolutely, uh, today, don't, don't delay, today, go out and search up Earl Nightingale and The Strangest Secret and listen to it. And if you've listened to it before, then listen to it again because that's, that's such a powerful recording. There is so much great information in there, such moving stories and examples, and, and he just shares some amazing principles, some timeless principles, some secrets to success. So thank you for listening today. I am Brian Stevens, and this is Success Secrets with Brian Stevens. Tune in every day as we go through these timeless principles of success and the people that put them into practice. Thank you.